So first of all, um, welcome back. This is actually a very special um, edition of the the Weird Human uh, podcast. Just to remind you about why we exist. We exist really to to kind of shed light on the the extraordinary. Um, once again, um, I am joined by a, a, a truly extraordinary chap, um, Mr. Darren Smith um, from Sticky Learning. Um, incredible. And Darren reached out to me a few weeks ago and he asked me whether um, I would kind of partner with him in it on a small project. And we, we kind of thought that we would um, just talk a little bit about that project um, today um, with you guys and get down and kind of ask me a few questions. Primarily, it's around um, exceptional customer service. So, uh, so Darren, um, tell us about the project. Well, the project is about four years ago, we looked at coaching cards, little playing cards like, you know, with the Ace of Spades and that on. And we thought there'd be a great learning tool if we could turn them into 80 questions per topic. And this one's about customer service that would help a manager with a report to coach that person to be fabulous at customer service. We also have coaching cards on negotiation skills and others. And each time we find an expert who rock and rolls on the topic, like you do on customer service, we ask you to write the questions and then we put it online as a cheap resource and tool to use. And I have to say that the, well, first of all, the coaching cards, um, I use them regularly um, in coaching. They are absolutely um, on the money, really fantastic. Um, slightly, my my kind of, um, my kind of, you know, I suppose my my imposter syndrome um, kind of gets me, gets in the way around, um, you know, you know, sort of explain how amazing the customer service cards are. But but I do believe that the collaboration between Darren and myself around customer service, particularly, is is absolutely excellent. So so actually, I'm going to just sort of kind of like switch the coin today. So Darren was going to ask me a few questions just around kind of customer service. I'll let you into a little secret. I don't really know the answers. I don't know what he's going to ask me. So I'm slightly I'm slightly <laughs> apprehensive. But hey, um, I'll do my I'll do my best to ask, to answer his questions <laughs> that's fabulous well we all know and the people watching that you know your stuff so i'm going to throw a few questions your way let's talk about customer service uh, we're going to do a shameless plug for one or two percent of the cards but 80 90 percent of this is about helping people to be rock and roll at customer service all right it sounds like an absolute plan i mean it's a it's, it's a it's always been a deep kind of like passion of mine and I, and I suppose and I, and I always where I like to start it and if you, if you don't mind Darren the reason it's been such a strong passion of mine is it's because it's I suppose I'm quite a, I'm quite selfish really and when I started learning about um, when I started when I went to work as a very young man uh, about 400 years ago I suppose I kind of learned really quickly that if I gave people I started my job as a waiter. Well, I, actually, I started slightly more junior than a waiter. But when I, as, as a waiter, um, though the few moments at the beginning of my career as a waiter um, were absolutely critical. And I always say that because, you know, for me, I, I learned very quickly that if I gave people what they needed yeah. and I understood what they needed, um, usually that translated into them giving me what I needed, which was a big tip. Yeah, simple. So that's, that's kind of how I learned the art, really, of customer service. And the better I got at it, and it wasn't unusual for me. I mean, I think it's quite funny these days, and people would laugh at this, but I think my my, my weekly salary was about £4 a week. Um, kind of gives, gives my age away a little bit. Um, but it wasn't unusual for me to be able to get £100 you know, a day um, in tips. Right. Wow. So, uh, so that back to my earlier point about being quite selfish. So I kind of learned about mastering the art of service. And of course, I, I kind of picked up on that a little bit from my father because he was a, a major influence in my sort of like learnings there. 
Okay, okay. So in the nicest possible way, why should we listen to you about customer service? Well, because it gives you what you need. It gives you, I mean, for me, it's like about loyal customers. So I think the biggest, and I think, that, you, know, I, you know, I love the idea that caring is probably the greatest uh, marketing tool you have. And I've always kind of led with a strong kind of like dollop of care i think in the in the relationship but but critically just from a, a selfish point of view if customers come back yep. um and they repeat business with you and they you know i, I i'm not going to bore you with the story today but but my my father for example had customers who were using him you know week in week out for 60 years right so wow. you can kind of imagine the idea that you know a, a customer was that loyal so that's really the, the essence of it so from a business point of view you know a, you know delivering masterful customer service guest service um, actually drives loyalty creates relationships and of course that is obviously going to be a massive revenue generator without really any real outlay because you're not having to market that customer you know it's about you know it's about member it's about customer it's about guest retention we think is so important and we've all experienced great customer service and we've, we've experienced bad customer service it's the latter one we go and tell 200 people about afterwards now trying to get Good customer service consistently in a business is damn hard. You did it, I believe, at Etihad Airways. What were some? Of the I am gu gu guilty. Yeah, guilty as charged um, for that. I mean, and I think even with P and Os, I remember IMPS. I mean, I think one of the proudest moments for me was um, when I was working in P, you know, with P and O, actually moving um, fleet NPS, so net promoter score. Um, yeah. But moving it from about by about twenty percent or about eighteen percent wow. positive, um, which was 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 spectacular. But it's really down there's there's some really nice simple tricks, and that's really what the cards um, kind of help you to understand. So there's some really useful questions. I know Darren alluded to those questions earlier, but there's some really helpful questions that can help um, you know service providers, leaders, managers in those types of roles actually start to to trigger thoughts about how we give experiences to our guests, which of course drive exceptional customer service. And if someone's watching and they're a sort of a you of before and they're running a customer service team or frontline team and they're thinking, okay, we've got this survey, we get it, we need to improve the gap, we get that, what do they do? How do they improve it without taking forever to achieve it? Okay, so I know I, know I, I remember pitching um, what I'm going to tell you, I've actually pitched this to a couple of boards um, around the world, and um, and both times, I have to definitely the last time, um, I had a a significant amount of doubt. Um, I remember sitting outside the boardroom, my I and I'd been asked to kind of like pitch something around NPS and how we would close the gap on NPS, now we'd improve NPS, and I remember thinking, well, this is a relatively simple solution for me. So I, I remember sitting outside, kind of clutching my little bits of paper, waiting to go and talk to the to the board of this organisation, and then having this massive um, kind of fit of doubt, because I'm thinking, this is just, Andrew, what you're suggesting is just too simple, right? Um, but anyway, I was, too, I was committed. And I kind of, and then, of course, my name was called, and I was like, you know, I kind of stood up, almost like going towards the uh, the executioner's block. And I went in, and I kind of did my kind of little bit of my Andrew show. But what was interesting was that I then, I, I sort of pitched the idea, and I'll pitch it to you in a couple of seconds, but I pitched the idea, um, and it took about six or seven minutes for me to pitch the idea. But immediately afterwards, there was this kind of like spontaneous uh, round of applause um, wow. in this board meeting. And 
and, and the CEO said to me, Stotts, you've absolutely got it, nailed it on the head. Is the, if, you, if we can kind of do that, then actually that would be a, a completely transformational. So, yeah, so um, happy to share that kind of story with you. Shall I, yeah. shall I share, share it with you now, Darren? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, now, I'm, I'm dribbling a little bit, thinking, what is this that turned this board on? Okay, yeah, please. But, but I think I want to, I, I said, I, I, I think, gosh, some people... Um, you know, they they've said, well, it's a bit it's a bit simple, Stotts. You know, but I, I think a it starts with a with a, a high level of being present. And I think that's really important. I think we we sometimes live too much in the past or we live too much in the future. And we're not really enjoying the moment. So, you know, for me, there's always going to be kind of five things that I focus on um, when we're talking about customer service. But before we kind of go there, what I would like to do is just try to help people understand what customer service is. Because so I think one of the challenges that most I've, I've worked in, you know, Fiji and I've worked in, you know, New Zealand, Australia and, and Russia, lots of places around the world. And I've been and it's the same kind of it's the same situation. I think often service providers don't understand the basic dynamic of customer service. So for me, there's always going to be three levels. There's what I would call the expectation. And the problem with expectation is that what Darren expects or what Andrew expects is probably going to be different to what Mohammed expects or what Faisal is going to expect or what Sally expects. So there's there's immediately some challenges there. We probably have some some similarities when we are dealing with a, a person, a product or a service. And it's quite, quite broad. So it applies really to any any sector, any industry. And I think I suppose what people misunderstand is that if I meet Darren's expectation, so I give Darren what he's paying for, for whatever that is, whatever product it is. But I meet the expectation. Um, a lot of people then believe, of course, that Darren's going to be happy. Um, I would strongly disagree with that. I don't believe Darren will be happy. If I give Darren what he needs, I believe that most of our customers, our guests, they kind of live in a, how I would describe it, is like a trance-like state. So when they're, when they're meeting, when, when the expectations are being met, when they buy whatever it is or they, the customer service, they just, if, if it's what they expect, they're not kind of like knocked out of their trance. They are, of course, knocked out of their trance if they don't get what they expect. Yep. Um, so that becomes a, what we call a negative um, interaction um, with the product, the service or the person. Um, yep. If they are basically getting what they expect, it's almost like a zero. So there's there's no there's no kind of difference there. Where the real kind of magic happens for me is actually going beyond the expectation and kind of knocking okay. people out of the trance. Because when I knock yep. people out of the trance, that's when I get that kind of like that ha-ha kind of moment from a customer service point of view. So that's what we're trying to do. Uh, with the cards so if you can understand from a you know a, a guest a customer service but yes exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. absolutely perfect you know so most people they're not particularly present they they are they have like sets of expectations which are very very spurious and not really very clear so we need to help them with it we need to help them with that but most importantly it's, it's doing beyond expectation you know, and, and, and I would say, you know, anticipating need is going to be really useful. And when we're talking about anticipating need of our guests, that's a really interesting conversation because most people go, well, I can't I haven't got a kind of crystal ball stop. So I haven't got I can't see the future. I can't really predict what the customer is going to ask me. But yeah. I would disagree because 
the service provider is often in a setting. It doesn't matter if it's an airport or a restaurant or a, I don't know, a cafe or whatever it might be, or a coffee shop or a, well, you know, whatever you're in a retail establishment, whatever it is, you are that customer service expert is actually, you know, spends a significant amount of their life in that situation. So they get asked a lot of questions repeatedly by team and by guests, customers kind of coming into their their store, restaurant, you know, airport, whatever it might be. And so therefore we almost we know the types of questions we're likely to get asked. Yep. Therefore, by kind of predicting that the question is going to be asked to us and providing those answers before the question is asked, I would call that anticipation of need. So, of course, when you do that and people go, wow, how did you know I was going to ask you that? Oh, I just had a kind of like an inkling. They don't really know because, of course, you are the, the master of your location. You know, you know where the you know ATMs are, where the bags get wrapped, you know where the bathrooms are, you know where departures is, right? So actually just by you know furnishing that information before you ask for it, you know, I always think when I go to a restaurant, if I'm carrying a baby, you know, it, it always kind of frustrates me if I have to ask for a high chair. I mean, yes. that's a long gone for me. But if you know, as an example, if I'm carrying a baby, you know, for me, a door host should say, can I get you a high chair? Would you like me to heat the baby's bottle? That to me is anticipation of need. It's obviously a question I'm going to ask. Um, you know, would you need to you know the nappy chain or the toilets, bathrooms, the, the changing rooms are over here, right? So that's that's anticipation of need. It's not really genius. And again, it's, it's simple. So that's the kind of the first part of it. And, and I love that because I saw a program some years ago. It's Michelle Rue's Silver Service. Sort of, I think it was a BBC or ITV documentary. And they brought some people off the street type thing. A 16 year old, 16 years old that didn't have a clue. And they taught them silver service as a trade. Wonderful program. And what the maitre d' said was, we're looking for special moments in the restaurant. Things that you didn't expect to happen that we've made happen. Hold on, they brought out a birthday cake. How do you know it's my birthday? Well, when you booked, we asked you to sign up to the newsletter. It put your date on it. Da-da, here's your birthday cake. But it's, 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 it's anticipating need. And then really... You know, it sounds. I'm a. It comes down to you know what I would say. There's there's kind of five things, and then these cards um then sort of like build out of those five kind of areas. Um, and the idea is that effectively you would have like eighty days <laughs> where you could ask a question, or, or eighty weeks, or you know maybe over you know, over maybe you know a year or whatever. And so you would you effectively you know have a topic and you start a conversation that slowly yep. builds on. There's kind of the third step in the process, really. So the first step is actually understanding about the, you know, the the expectation of service, and actually those those kind of those magical moments that that what I would call anticipation of need. And then, of course, it's the this piece around these kind of five things that I'm a huge um, believer in. We'll do those in a couple of seconds. And then, of course, the next natural part of that is really then um, questions that can prompt a conversation. And these right. are the cards that we we've kind of developed with you down, which I'm very, very excited about. I mean, I, I have the cards and I'm just, um, as I said, I was, I think my, my wife was somewhat, you know, I opened this big box and I was like, Oh my gosh, how amazing is this? And, and I think she, I was running around my kind of living room. Um, you know, it's very <laughs> excited, um, about these cards, taking photographs and thinking about the, the million and one uses of cards. Um, but they're really great. So I'd really encourage anyone um, kind of watching this. If you need a copy set of the cards, reach out and ask us. Uh, we'll share the details and stuff um, in, in this kind of post as well, um, which will be really useful. But I know, I know, I know you're saying, Stotts, get on with it. What are the five well, things? What are the five things? <laughs> and everyone else is going, would he just tell me? I'm going to fast forward this. Would he just tell me the five things? Just give me the five things. Um, so, give it to me. So the thing is, first, so first of all, um, 
you've got to remember that mostly we listen with our eyes, right? So most of our listening, we get, people get confused. They, they think they're listening with their ears. In fact, we're listening with our eyes predominantly. So we're kind of watching people. So I think there's a, the, the first thing for me is what I would call really strong eye contact and a fantastic smile. But what you've got to be very careful about is that if you're permanently smiling, it makes you look like a bit of a main noon. A main noon is avid idiot. Um, or crazy person so you know people who are permanently smiling if it's a fixed kind of false smile it's not going to really work so i would strongly say to you right number one is think about 10 five so 10 feet and five feet generally um, we should be making strong eye contact with people who are about 10 feet away from us once they become if you imagine two circles you've got like a, yeah. a 10 foot circle around the outside of your around your perimeter you should be making strong eye contact with anyone who comes within kind of 10 feet of you and you should definitely be smiling um, when they kind of come within five feet of you. So 10, five, as simple as that. So that's number one. So really yeah. fantastic um, eye contact. And then followed up by this fantastic, genuine, sincere smile um, as they come towards you. And I, I practice it all the time. I and mean, it's, you know, I will say, you know, smile at strangers. I, I found right the way through my life that when I smile at strangers in elevators and in corridors and down the road, down the street, it's amazing where those conversations lead me. So, you know, get into the habit of smiling and strange. And, and also I was, uh, I think it's a really great tip. And I was, uh, you know, you probably see me doing quite a lot of this, but I think showing the palms of my hands and smiling, hi, how are you doing? It's yeah. a really, it's a subtle clue that I'm, I'm not um, in any way going to cause them any harm. Yeah. So I'm always kind of leading, hi, welcome. You know, big, big smile is important. That's number one. The second I, thing I, is. Add into that, sorry, there's a great TED talk on palms wonderful yeah. TED talk on palms really good yeah if, I, if i'm kind of like if i've got my i always i always pick people up i've kind of got my uh, my arms behind me and you see a lot of waiters doing that right you see a lot of door hosts doing that um it actually doesn't really send off a very good vibe it's much better off if you kind of got your hands in front of you and yeah. you're kind of like using your hands they're a great they're a fantastic tool so so yeah number one is eye contact and, and a great smile a sincere genuine smile number two is just a really warm greeting so just um, how, wow, you know, how are you today? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Um, how's your day? So a, a very, very warm, genuine greeting um, is number two. Number three is, you know, an offer of assistance. So some, you know, how can I help you? What do you need from me today? I, I, you know, I, 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 I get somewhat, a little bit, I'll be honest with you, I get a little bit criticised. I use the word, you know, I'm your servant. And I think that's really important. So I genuinely see myself as that. I I know there's probably people who disagree a little bit, but I, I kind of feel that I want to be that servant leader. I see my role as there to serve people, not really to for them to serve me. I think that's a really important part about who who I genuinely am. So it, it's always going to be a you know an offer of assistance with an individual, and then of course there's going to be this this moment where you're giving the individual um, what they need, and of course that really helps by asking questions. So often I do an activity with with a, maybe a pen, and people say to me, "Oh." You know, can you explain that to me with a pen? And I sort of, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about a pen. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll grab a biro. And it's amazing how many people try to sell me the biro without really understanding what my need is. So my kind of like strong advice to anyone who really wants to master customer service is the asking questions. So, you know, why is the pen important to you, Andrew? You know, what are you going to use the pen for? Where do you use the pen? You know, and then listening, actually, I will say, you know, actively listening, but I would almost go aggressively listening to the answer because if you're leaning in, you're nodding, you're taking notes, and you're then sort of like summarizing. So let me hear what you're what you're saying, Darren. I think you need 
So you're looking for a pen down and it needs to come in, you know, lots of colors. Yeah. It needs to make yeah. you look fantastic, whatever it might be. So I'm actually selling the, 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 the need back to them. And when I sell the need back to them in that kind of moment, what I'm actually doing is I'm looking for that kind of magical word. Yes. So, you know, Darren, you're asking for, you know, has to come in multiple colors. This pen comes in 18 different colors. Does that meet your need? Yes, Andrew. Okay. This is going to make you look really, really, really expensive, Darren. Yeah. So is that going to meet your need? Yes. Yes, it is. So the more I get yeses from my yeah. customer, um, the harder it is actually for them to say no, particularly when I'm selling it to them. Yeah. When I'm saying, so how many pens do you want? Yeah. You're not going to say, I, I don't want a pen anymore. Because you, you, the, the human mind says, well, you've just said yes to Andrew seven times and now you're suddenly saying no. You know, so and it, it, it's like uh, Jordan Belfort on Wolf of Wall Street, isn't it? Don't sell me the pen, ask me a question. Do you want a yeah. pen? What do you want? I love it, love it. Yeah, brilliant. And the, brilliant. And the, and I would say to people, the mother of your question really is the person speaking. You know, so try to, you know, I, we, we often talk about matching and mirroring, but I think people don't often understand the concept of matching and mirroring specific words, mm-hmm. you know. so it, Oh, I'm really excited today, Darren. You know, why are you excited, Darren? Yeah. So actually just, you know, because that immediately builds kind of rapport. So a quick recap. Um, the first three. Number one is, you know, eye contact and, and fantastic smile. Um, think about 10 foot for your eye contact. Think of <laughs> this is why I love you. This is why we love you, Darren. Um, so, yeah, so 10 foot for con- 10, 10 foot for eye contact, five foot for, um, for a fantastic warm smile. Number three. Um, definitely it's you know that obviously a warm greeting number two and then number three is really understanding what the customer needs from you so you can deliver it assuming you've done a great job i think number four for me is really just um you know is, is my the magic question what else you know so what else do you need because i think there's an opportunity there um it's i would say it's what else and it's a an introduction and people say often start some um, why don't you introduce yourself at the beginning i think it's a overkill so what I would strongly encourage you to do is at the what else point. So that's at point number four at the what yeah. else point. I would say, so for example, Darren, um, what else do you need? Yeah. And uh, Darren says, oh, I don't need anything else. Um, that's fine. So I would say then my name is Andrew. Um, if you do need anything else um, while we're here, just come back and ask me. I'm here to help you. I'm your servant. Yeah. So I'm giving them permission. I worked for Moss Bros a long time ago. Um, I'm sorry, I've probably never even admitted that. Um but it always used to frustrate my, I was only there for a very, very short period of my life. Um, but so I'd ne- never really worked at that time. I never really worked in retail, but I just every, I was the, the, the top salesperson um, week in, week out. Again, I'll tell you why I was the top salesperson. I couldn't afford not to be because I was getting commission for working for Moss Boss. Right. But I just applied the same principle. So when anyone walked into my Moss Boss store, um, I was a, just a sales assistant, sales associate, but I would, you know eye contact and smile when they walked in i would always give them a warm greeting um let me know if, 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 if my name's andrew if you need anything in the store you need help with any of the you know merchandise just come and ask me right you know they would say no no i'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm good thank you i'm just going to browse fantastic off they go but the thing that really kind of like won it they get they'd get to the till and we uh, you know when we were on the till we'd say did anyone help you today mr darren and Darren would go oh yeah um andrew he helped me <laughs> right it was like fantastic cha-ching Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. And, and, I, and people say, how do you do this stuff? And I say, gosh, guys, you see me do it every day. I say, I'm not, it's not like, I'm not trying to keep it to myself. It's not like some secret, clandestine secret. Just do what I do. But it's, it takes practice and it's about being present and it takes consistent, right? So 
So number one, eye contact and smile. Number two, yeah. warm greeting. Number three, offer of assistance. You know, number four, the what else with an introduction. Um, so yeah. what else do you need, Darren? My name's Andrew. If you need anything else, just come and yeah. ask me. And then number five, um, I call it a fond farewell. So just right. offering them a fantastic um, afternoon, evening, good evening. You know, hey, it's been great talking to you, Darren. I look forward to speaking to you soon. You know, just a, just a fond farewell at the end makes a difference. So those kind of five points. But then... Yes, absolutely beautiful, Darren. Yeah, but Love then it's just then, and what Love what we what we have done. So what Darren and I have done is, which I think is really clever. I'm saying it myself, so please, um, you know, forgive me for that. But we then sort of like broken those kind of like those five kind of key points into eighty questions. So those eighty questions, effectively, then you can use those questions to then generate a conversation. So when we're having a conversation, it's about the experience that we're sharing with each other. So yeah, as I said, we'll we'll share the link. Um, we'll share the cards with you. Um, you know, if you'd like to look at the cards, we'd love to kind of like you know, if you want some examples of the cards, please let me know. But I can we'll share the link definitely. We'll share you some imagery around the cards. Um, yeah. If you want to ask us questions around the cards, just reach out and ask us. And Andrew, could you just give us an idea of a couple uh, of questions that are on the cards that are helping people with customer service? So each card has one question on it. What's a typical question we're asking people? Um, well, when was the last time you gave great customer service? When was the last time that you created a fantastic experience? When was the last time that someone said thank you to you? When was the last time that you did something for another person? You know, let's practice um, asking questions. You know, so let's use our, so tell me what's important to you. Um, explain to me what's important to you. So therefore you can either, I would, I, I'm not a big fan of role play, but I would say the real kind of real play. So actually yeah. giving, I'm a great believer if you, if you, if you give people questions, um, particularly if the question is well crafted, I see in a lot of meetings and often we, you know, what I'm seeing is I'm, I see managers kind of leading um, conversations when I'm, when I mean leading a conversation, they are, you know, they're, they're, they're perhaps giving a, sharing a piece of information and then they, they, they kind of follow it up by, is that correct, Darren? And then Darren goes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the problem is that there's no way that you can prove, Darren may, I'm sure Darren has, Darren's an amazing bloke, um, there's, but there's no way you can really prove that Darren has got it. Yeah. yeah. But if you ask a question, at least you can understand whether Darren is getting it on. Then, of course, if you, if you don't think Darren is getting it, then it does kind of give you more permission to be perhaps a little bit more direct and perhaps more instructional because we all need to have, there's all kind of, there's four tools. You know, there's that kind of like, I'm gonna, I need to tell Darren. And Darren's going to really appreciate that if Darren doesn't know. You know, Darren, Darren's new to a task where he's learning about customer service. He's, and he's perhaps never had exposure to it. I mean, one of the challenges that I, I have where I kind of work in different parts of the world is sometimes, you know, I worked in Bhutan, right? I've worked in, you know, I've worked in, in the Philippines and I've worked in India. And when sometimes when you're working with, 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 with human beings, sometimes they're not, they haven't been exposed as a customer to, you know, nice hotels. They haven't been exposed as a customer to a coffee shop. They haven't been exposed to kind of retail. So therefore, it's not really their fault. So they perhaps can't answer the questions, but actually by establishing they don't know something, at least it gives you then permission to actually, you know, to be a bit more you know, perhaps prescriptive and actually ask them some questions, not and just to really you know, direct them on perhaps how they might deal with it. And then as the conversation evolves, you might move into other questions just to, to, to test their understanding um, that they're, they're kind of getting it. So, so what, you know, what have we, what have we spoken about, Darren? Explain to me, you know, what, what are you going to do next time? You know, let's talk about that, so that situation. So just, again, creating that conversation between, you know, your managers and your frontline sort of sales teams or your, or your baristas or your kind of receptionists or your sales assistants or your 
cabin crew, whatever the whoever they might be. Um, that's that's really really important. I'd like to get your take on two other things to do with customer service. One, I read a book some years ago by Alf Dunbar called "Just Looking Thanks." I don't know if you've yeah. heard of the book or Alf Dun Dun. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yes, it's a good, very good book. And what he says was that he found that everyone who went into a clothing store was approached by an assistant who said, can I help you? And they said, just looking thanks. And what his program does, wonderful program, I haven't been on it, but I've heard many good things about it, is that it gets those people to come up to the customer and say, hi, I'm Andrew, if you need me, I'm here type thing, rather than ask a question. And the sales improve because of it. Have you come across, I, I... what do you think? I, you know, my, my top, I guess this is a very, 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 very interesting um, conversation. My top tip is honestly, genuinely sincere compliments. Okay. And so I, I would, I, I would generally, what I tend to do is I would, you, A, it goes back to an earlier point. You have to be present. You have yep. to be kind of in the moment. And most of us, you know, Darren, well, you can see I spent a lot of time obviously getting myself dressed today. Um, you know, I, I rarely get dressed in the dark. Um, my daughter might have a slightly different opinion on that. But I, I rarely get dressed in the dark. So I'm probably giving quite a lot of thought into how I'm looking. And I think that's really important. So therefore, and the, one of the reasons I wear my, my pocket handkerchief or I wear my little pin here, um, or I often wear sort of knitted ties. Um, I, 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 I have my, my kind of John Lennon, um, you know, um, glasses on. Um, I have my kind of like, you know, I have my kind of like bracelets, my watch and that kind of stuff. But there's there's more of a reason for me doing that. I've learned that actually it gets me um, into conversation because often people say, oh, I love your pin or I love your glass or I love your watch or I, you know, wow, I love your socks or, you know, I love, or, you, know, always, you always wear knitted ties. For me, it's it's them paying me a compliment which kind of opens conversations. And that doesn't matter if, it's in, if I'm in a, you know, supermarket, um, I'm on an airplane and I'm in an airport, I'm basically in a coffee shop. Often strangers will come and, comment um on me you know maybe sometimes it's maybe not very nice comment but but the vast majority is compliments so i think getting into the habit of you know sincere compliments most people mm -hmm. spend a lot of time getting dressed in the morning they plan what they're going to wear they, they're going out and they're having a retail experience they're buying the handkerchief they're buying the knotted tie the you know the, the knitted tie they're buying the suit they're buying the pin there's probably a story behind the outfit Right. So getting into that, getting into the habit of saying, oh, I hope you don't mind. I love your handbag or I love your shoes or I love your socks or I love your glasses or I love the, you know, those are great questions. Compliments are really useful. I think if you're asking a great compliment when someone's coming in and then you're immediately as they're kind of like going, wow, that's so lovely. Thank you so much. No one's ever said that. A, you're making their day. But B, um, you say, well, where did you get the pin from? You know, I love that like, kind of combination. You know, I love your glass, whatever it might be, but just following it with a great question. Um, just starts to have that starts to build a relationship really quickly so yeah so just generally rather than just saying can i help you first of all it's a closed question right because if i ask can i help you darren can i help you is of course going to be led by no um <laughs> what, what do you need for me today you yeah. know at least you're you're asking the question you know i'm, yeah. I'm here for you. what what do you need from me i'm here for you let me know let me let me support you um Need and think, don't hesitate to come over and talk to me. We'll, we'll, we'll help you. So just thinking about the way you're asking your questions is going to make a big difference. And again, back to our, our cards and, and the reason we've created the cards. Lovely. Uh, we'll do a shout out to Alf Dunbar. We'll, we'll try and link him in, see if he's got some thoughts on this. Um, Alf, if you would. And the second thing, Andrew, I'd like to get your take on is uh, many years ago, I was witnessing a food counter, you know, a deli counter where you cheese your ham off your counter in a supermarket. And this guy was doing some training. 
And he asked one of the learners to go up and do some pretend um, selling behind the counter to a customer. And she was awful. And by her own admission, she was horrible. It was awkward. It was. And then he said to her something amazing. And he just whispered in her ear, next time you go up, I'd like you to pretend the person who's coming up is your mum. What do you mean? Well, your mum. And what happened was this woman came up, obviously wasn't her mum, and she said, how are you? She said, I'm good. You've got to try this cheese. It's brilliant. And she just went off in this pattern that no one had ever seen before, and it was an amazing experience. She loved it. The customer loved it. And this guy, the trainer, was a genius. And it's, I, I, you know, that's an absolutely brilliant example. So I, I, just, I just feel that it's, you know, if you just imagine your best friend in front of you, how would you greet them? You know, yes. I'm, I'm not saying necessarily go go around. You know, give, don't do that. Don't do the hugging thing. But but by all means, just just imagining. I mean, Darren is a very good friend of mine. But if you if you imagine that you know the person in front of you is is a great friend, yeah. um, it's amazing. I think the, the challenge is that you're going to meet, you know, one in three, one in four people who you interact with just are going to be. They're not going to be very nice. You know, and I think that's and I think that's the problem. So we've got to be very careful i think sometimes when we're dealing with individuals we're dealing with human beings most people um you know you you will have bad experiences with with customers there's no there's no doubt in my mind i mean i've had bad experiences as well um yep. suddenly people kind of jump out of wardrobes and they start shouting at you um <laughs> but but that's that's the my that's the, the absolute minority and we've got to be careful as service providers not treating um everyone like the minority because most people um, have good intentions. They want to come in. They want to use your product. They want to use your service. They would like to have some type of a, a customer loyal kind of relationship with you. And actually just being, you know, not treating people as if they're trying to rob you or trying to in some way be nasty to you. I think, unfortunately, we do have this kind of habit where we, you know, we a lot what, what I see is a lot of people sort of like treat people at the lowest possible denominator, which is this person's trying to rob me. They're trying to they're trying to scam me, trying to cheat me in some way. And I think that's a really bad way to go. There is, well, I'm not, hey, there are people out there who are trying to, you know, 0.1%, they are trying to rob you and trying to scam you. But don't treat the world like they're trying to rob you and scam you because they're, they're genuinely not. You know, they're trying to keep it human to human, trying to build that rapport. And also the other benefit for me is it makes it really fun. Yeah, because I think, if, you know, if you're actually talking and sort of paying compliments and you're, you're engaging with your customers, um, A, your sales go through the roof, but B, um, you just get better at your job. And I think, you know, C, your, your day goes much faster. You know, at the end of the day, terrible as this might sound now, and I have to live with myself 24 hours a day. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a nightmare. I mean, I, I go to bed with myself. I sleep with myself. I get, I wake up with myself. I go to work with myself. I go to the bathroom with myself. It's a nightmare. I'm there every minute of every day for me. So what a nightmare. Can you imagine what a nightmare that is? So I kind of have a personal choice. I can either choose to be a miserable person and depressed, or I can choose to be super happy and fun, right? And I, it's much more fun for me being happy and fun than it, I can be depressed. Like I do depress really well, but it is, but it's much, I enjoy myself. I enjoy living with me when I'm kind of more interactive and more fun and paying compliments and smiling and saying hi. Because actually just, even if I'm actually feeling a bit sad, because I think, you know, sometimes we do feel sad, but even when I'm feeling sad, just the act of smiling and saying hello to people, it's amazing how that kind of lifts, right? So uh, there's some good, there's some good stuff there. But the bottom line here is, you know, A, if you do some of the stuff we're suggesting, you'll definitely, you'll drive your NPS, your net promoter score will definitely go up. But, but critically, um, you're going to drive revenues for you and you're going to get that loyalty, that kind of customer coming back to you, which I think is, um, is really, really important. 
I think it was the Royal Mail who published a stat that went something like it costs £100 to win a customer, but only £10 to retain one. Some stat yeah. like that. And I think that's the same for every company in the world. It's much harder grabbing new customers than just keeping the ones you've got. Yeah, 100%, mate. I mean, it's, it's, as I said, it's just, it, like I said, back to my story with my dad, you know, he had customers who he'd been who had been using him every week for 60 years. I mean, that's staggering. Any business would snap his hand off. You know, so he doesn't have to have the most flashy premises. He doesn't have to have the most flashy modern equipment, but just the, the loyalty. So he's saving a fortune in stock and he's saving a fortune in, you know, in, in rent and that kind of stuff. But, but he's, he's getting he's, he's focusing on loyalty and actually getting customers to come back. And it's that repeat business that you're looking for. So for everyone watching, Andrew has kindly created some wonderful customer service cards, 80 of them, 80 questions that will blow your mind if you want to be the very best version of yourself customer service wise please use his cards they're a great collaboration they're not that expensive they're about 20 quid and we'll put a link on here andrew yeah thank you. amazing dan it's nice to, uh, to spend time with you um guys genuinely any questions for myself or for dan about anything we're doing here please just reach out and ask us um i'm absolutely your servant um it's superb speak soon guys take care bye take care. bye bye